When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Tim Wright here along with Dr. Michael Gurian, and we are back for episode number 165 of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, A Brain Science Approach to Parenting. And a good topic today, Um, this is one of those uh, almost like exasperation questions. What do you do about other kids' parents? Um, And uh, for those of you who like me who are in the people business, sometimes you say, man, if it weren't for people, the job would be great. And uh, sometimes when we're dealing with kids... Uh, and their parents, it can be challenging. So we're going to talk about that today, a great question that's coming to us from our Facebook group page. Uh, Before we get into that question, Michael, uh, we've got a couple sponsors we want to highlight, as always. We want to give a shout-out to Greg Jantz and the people at the uh, Center of Place of Hope up in the Seattle area. Uh, We say this all the time. Greg is a prolific author and has written about just has written probably a book on every uh, challenge that you can face in life when it comes to mental or emotional. And and, uh, and he also has a clinic up there, and they do such great work. So if you ever need some extra help, uh, go to wonderparenting.com, wonderparenting.com, and hit the link to the Center Place of Hope. And if you got boys who are struggling, Michael, tell us about the Ford School. Yeah, the Ford School in Benton, Tennessee, rural Tennessee, beautiful facility. It's for boys 14 to 17. It's a residential treatment. So short-term residential treatment, six weeks to two months, maybe to three months. It's in that short-term range. Um, Boys who are having uh, issues in school, significant issues in school, mental health issues, behavioral issues, um, go to wonderofparenting.com and click the Forge link, and uh, you'll see the school. It's really a great place. So there are two ways for you to submit your questions to us. The first is to go to uh, the site that Michael just referenced, wonderofparenting.com. And not only will you find links to our sponsors and and links to the resources we've created for you, but you will find a place to leave questions for us. And we will uh, get those onto the podcast as soon as we can. The other way, which seems to be the far more popular way these days, is to post questions on our Facebook group page. And if you haven't joined it yet, we encourage you to do so. You just go to Facebook and do a search of Wonder of Parenting. Hit join, and then we will let you in, and you will have access to over a 1,000 parents. And so when you post your question, there are going to be parents who respond to you, or you can respond to parents with their questions. And um, I go through those. I know Michael goes through those, and we pick out questions that we think have a lot of energy and that would be good for our podcast. And we've got one of those today. And uh, this one uh, generated a lot of good interest, and I think it's one probably every parent or most parents have wrestled with from time to time. And so here's the question. Feeling stuck on how to handle this delicate issue with friends. My good friends have two children, ages 12 and 7. Whenever the kids come over to play, I ask the kids to play outside. We live in a beautiful countryside, so it's great for kids. The kids always end up coming inside periodically, and I'm very anxious about this because they touch everything, jump around a lot, pick at stuff, 
and are generally very unaware of other people's boundaries. I think it's because their parents have few, very few boundaries or rules, and they're homeschooled, so they're not getting it elsewhere. Tonight, I was clear that the kids stay outside while the parents and I took a short tour of the apple orchard. We returned to find their kids inside, trying to get a teddy bear off of the roof with a metal pole. So they went inside all through my house with a five-foot five metal pole, opened the window, etc. I was livid. Um, could, could use some advice on how to talk to the parents about my boundaries moving forward. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of brain science around this. Maybe there is, Michael. I don't even know if we want to step into that quagmire, but we're going to because it's a question on our Wonder of Parenting thing, and it's something that uh, parents deal with. And I'm sure as a therapist, you've probably had these situations from time to time, and it may not be just friends. Uh, you know, sometimes we have those conflicts in our own families with uh, grandparents who think the parents aren't, you know, raising the kids right or the kids don't like the way grandparents do it or, uh, you know, I don't like the way my brother raises his kids and what they do in my house. So it's probably a, a bigger issue than just friends. So your initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting place to move into because to some extent the solution is going to have to do with uh, better figuring out the problem and all the different tentacles of the problem. Uh, there's the one tentacle of it, which she has expressed really well, that she she doesn't want the kids in the house, right? I mean, that she's expressed that really well. I'm sure she's yep. expressed this to these other people. But that's only one sort of tentacle of this, right? It's only one piece of this. Um, the other is, is the why. Like, is her house not kid-proof? Is it, you know, she she said she was livid and she said she was really anxious. So those are two powerful words. Yes. To become that angry, uh, you know, it's going to respond to some fear or anxiety perhaps. And then she says she's anxious. So she was anxious about it. So then there, she's in a an emotional cycle here that is is painful for her. And and so another tentacle is trying to figure out that emotional cycle. Is it, is the anxiety because the house is not kid-proofed? And there are valuables there, or is, does the anxiety go back to something else? The kids aren't listening to me. I want them to listen to me. You know what? What? What is behind this anxiety? If it's concrete and practical, the kid, the house is not kid proof. Because remember, she doesn't say if she herself has kids, and since she doesn't say that, hmm. I'm suspecting she doesn't. I'm suspecting these are friends who bring their kids over. So I'm suspecting I could be totally wrong, but she never mentions her own children. Hmm. So I'm going to go point. with that for a minute. Yep. Good um, point. Then her house is not child kid proof. If that's the case, then then that's the solution. That has to get discussed with these parents and with these children. And the children are twelve and seven, so they can absolutely understand it. If she says, "Okay, look, I'm not saying this to you because I'm nutty or whatever is her language, you know, or because I don't want you to be free spirits. I am saying this to you because my house is not kid proof, and these things." Are really valuable. That's worth five thousand dollars over there. You know, whatever are the concrete details of this, and therefore, I, I I can't have you in the house unsupervised. And if that is laid out, and they disobey, let's say they cross the boundary, then a discipline system needs to kick in, and that discipline system might be to call their parents, and you know, but this is all going to get agreed to by the kids' parents and by this person. 
it'll all get agreed to. And if they step over the line, then they step over the line. That's that, you know, they go home or whatever it is with their parents. So I, I'd say figure out what the tentacles to this are, figure out where these emotions come from and, um, and be really honest with the other parents and give a concrete source for this anxiety and this rage. Like give a concrete source, not you guys don't have boundaries, right? I think that approach is not going to be as effective if it's an accusatory <laughs> right. approach. You know, right. you guys have bad boundaries. You know, I, I'm not saying she would say that. I'm, I'm exaggerating for drama. But but if the approach is, you know, something is wrong with you all because your kids want to go in my house. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They don't want to stay outside for hours at a time. They, at a certain point, want to go in my house. There's something wrong with you. Um, I just think that's... a you know, not as good an approach and a more concrete approach about the why of the feelings um, would be better. Um, but I'm not escaping. I'm not saying that we should escape the fact that they are they are children who should, once it's explained to them, they really should, if they're going to have the privilege of being at this house, they, especially if the rules make reasonable sense, which the rule will if she explains the why to them. I think the rule will make sense to them. And then if it, you know, at that point, then, okay, they got to be held to it. But if it, the rule doesn't make sense to them and they know that the emotion, I mean, this is just basic psychology. If they know that this negative emotion uh, for her, this anxiety and rage for her, you know, if they know that it's unreasonable at some unconscious level, they're going to keep trying to trigger it. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's something that kids do, you know, and they're going to keep testing her. So that that's why I think this would be better. So uh, you're, you're right. She doesn't mention kids at all, um, but I'm going to make the assumption she does have kids because she's on our Wonder of Parenting Facebook page group. Yeah, I was wondering uh, that too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so, let's make that assumption. Okay. All right, so let's make that assumption now. I wonder if one of the other tentacles might be that these two kids, uh, she's not necessarily appreciative of the impact that they're having on her own children, who, uh, if she's got kids, they're probably running into the house then with the pole along with those other two kids trying to get the teddy bear off the roof. Mm -hmm. So that might also be another tentacle. I'm not real crazy yes. about how they, uh, my kids are around these kids. Yeah, and this is such an interesting test case for her you know, to figure out what's going on inside herself. Um, uh, because, yes, now let's do the scenario she herself has kids. Yep. If 
in that case, then, boy, I would even challenge her further to try to identify why, what's going on inside of her. Because um, if she has kids, then her house is is kid-proof, right? No house is completely kid-proof, but you know what I mean. These kids yes. are living in this house, so she doesn't right. have $10,000 vases, vases? <laughs> sitting on a table, right? So, so the house is kid-proof, but she's not wanting her kids with these kids to go into that house when she's not supervising them. So um, it's just, this is grist for the mill for her to figure out. Is it, is it she doesn't like, as you said, she doesn't like the influence of these children on her children? Is it that she herself is really rigid? And is there something she has to work through on that? Is it that she gets anxious, right? That she herself has anxiety issues um, and she has to figure that out. Uh, I think if she herself has children, then it deepens even more the complexity of her reaction to children going in her house. And it may well be that all it is is she doesn't like the influence of these kids on her kids. But then that would also mean, or I'll say and, and that would also mean that she is pretty authoritarian about her kids and the way they move around their house, right? Because her house is also their house. So I think there's a challenge here for her. Now, let's let's put the uh, conversation a little bit differently then. Um, and after mom has done all of her sort of internal work and asked questions, why does this bother me so much? Um, you know, are there reasons for it? Whatever it might be. Uh, let's say she comes to the conclusion that uh, it's that no matter how houseproofed her house is, these two kids are a terror in her house, <laughs> right? The right. problem is those two kids. Okay. And, and so we're going to assume that for her for this moment now. Okay. Now, how does she talk to those parents in a way that's because the parents are friends of hers? That's what she says right at the right. top, I think. H- how do you navigate that sort of relationship to say, man, I really love you, but your kids are a terror? Yeah. Well, and you said it the way you said it, of course, you know what I'm going to say, which is, okay, <laughs> let's, let, let, let's not say it that way. Uh, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, she does have a perfect right to say uh, what she needs to say. And I think, to, I think the way to say it to them, of course, is to always be as concrete as possible. Uh, and I'll circle back to what I started out with. Just be really concrete and say, okay, you know, no name calling or anything. Just say your your kids and, of course, use their names. They're such, you know, blessed kids, and I really love them. Um, and have you noticed how anxious it makes me that that I, I ask them to play outside <clears throat> where I am, and they specifically don't do that, and they go in the house? Um, you know, that's not really, really fair to me. And so uh, how, how do we work this out? How can we have a kind of a friend-family conversation? Can we sit your kids down? And if she has kids, then her kids as well. And all of us as a united front really talk to them about this because you can tell this anxiety I'm feeling. I'm feeling it for this reason, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to feel it anymore. And, of course, I, I can't keep feeling it around your kids. Um, uh, here's how I think it's reasonable to feel it. And I need to operate out of it, and so I really need your kids to change their behavior. That I think that's that's a nice complex discussion with no, you know, w- without bad mouthing anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when when I was young, uh, we had some cousins who lived, uh, you know, it was a, not a long drive, but we didn't see them that often. Um, and they were um, 
they were kind of those kinds of kids. Mm-hmm. And so we would go over to their house and, you know, the, my folks and their folks would say, all right, you guys go and play. And then these kids, my cousins, which, you know, I haven't seen them for years and years, uh, they would do things, they would do them, but they would do them in such a way that we got in trouble for it. Uh, yes. Right? So they were the instigators. But as far as mom and dad were concerned, uh, it was me, it was my brothers who had done everything. And we were just sitting there, right? So, uh, and and now we're, we're moving off of this particular example. But um, I wonder if there are times when we look at behaviors, uh, you know, let's say that this woman, not her specifically, but she's got these two kids come over. And in the end, it's really her kids who are egging them on. Uh, is that another possibility that she should be thinking about? <laughs> that often happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. These are all within the realm of, of let's say, normal. And all of these things have to be figured out and then dealt with so that, you know, so that she doesn't keep feeling the anxiety and then mm-hmm. the rage. Um, if if it, it that all of this can be handled through communication as well. You know, I mean, ultimately that's what has to happen here. Communication. We have to, we have to. She has to soul search. Everyone has to soul search some, and then they need to communicate um, and educate each other on what they need and communicate what they need, and then start getting those needs met. If her children are egging these other children on. And these children are then getting in trouble. Now, all she needs to do is call her good friends, those other parents, because, and ask them about it. Because um, those kids will have told their parents, right? After they got in trouble, they went home that night, some night, and they went home and they said, yeah, but it wasn't me. It was it was Tim and Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Tim and Mike did it. And then the parents will say, oh, what do you mean? And then they'll describe what Tim and Mike did. And of course, the story will be somewhere in the middle, but they'll they'll find the story of what happened. And so so she can, parents can communicate with other parents and get the skinny on what what everyone's point of view is on what actually happened. And then they can come back together and say, okay, you know, did you kids egg these kids on? And then those kids got in trouble because all of those are really nice teaching moments for, uh, for children. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, as I'm, I'm just kind of reading through her, her question again, and uh, she talks about how the kids come in and uh, they touch everything, they jump around a lot, they pick at stuff. Uh, very unaware of other people's boundaries. And I, I think of my own, uh, our firstborn granddaughter, and um, she loves to snoop. And she comes <laughs> over to grandma and grandpa's house and she'll be gone. Well, where is she? And she'll be in the bedroom and she's looking through grandma's jewelry or, you know, she's, and, and we've heard from, you know, like my sister and when, when Clover's over there or someone else, yeah, she's, we can never find her. She's always snooping around the house, touching things. And she's just very inquisitive. And, uh, you know, sometimes kids are like that, you know, especially real tactile kids or kids with a lot of energy. They just go into a house and, and they got to move. They got to touch things. And and it's really hard for them to to understand that they're doing anything wrong. They're just they think they're just being inquisitive or being normal. That's right. Yeah, they it, they they do. And if they ever cross a boundary. Yeah. 
you know, then it's the absolute right of the parents or the grandparents to say, nope, you know, we don't do that. Uh, you can go up to here, but you can't cross that line. So um, when our door is closed, you can't open our door, you know, or, or I'm just picking one out of the yep, hat. Yep, or yep. you can come in my room, but you can't open that jewelry box. Yeah, uh, It's always good to give kids boundaries like that and get them to stick with those boundaries. It's good training for life. So so definitely that that's something that can happen in a... Uh, and and I, I would encourage it. Uh, also, I would encourage something else. If the if that is if that is going on and what the child is doing is really normal for that child, I think part of the uh, the scope for the adult is to try to figure out is the adult projecting, you know. And this is part of the self awareness and trying to figure out what's causing my anxiety, what's causing my rage, um, and if that's normal for a child, then I must be projecting something on to that situation that is creating fear in me. Um, what am I projecting on? I don't know. Maybe maybe theft or or maybe my parents never let me have privacy. And so what I've projected on is hurt to myself that I felt as a child, right? This is just good psychology to do this, all of us, uh, when we react to something or overreact to something, if we're overreacting. What am I projecting onto that? Because to a great extent, um, when we're really hard on what kids are doing, to a great extent, it's because, you know, we've got this projection, all this psychological battle inside ourselves. So um, if, like, it sounds like in you guys' case, you don't do a lot of projecting, you don't get anxious or, no. or enraged. No. And, um, but let's say another situation, someone did, because mm -hmm. this child's personality is showing up by being a snoop, that, that, that person, I would say, hey, you know, Talk about it with your spouse. Uh, talk about it with other people. Maybe even get into counseling. If you're feeling anxious or you're feeling enraged, mm -hmm. you know, those are feelings to look at when children are just doing normal things. Right. And so in the case of this uh, mom, and, you know, again, we, we're always so appreciative of people who post questions because w we use that as a springboard to talk more generally. So right. hopefully people don't take our, our answers just personally, but recognize we're talking about broader issues. But in this case, for this mom, whatever the issues are, uh, one of your recommendations is, you know, to do the homework, what's really going on in me, what's going on in others, but then to find ways to have these uh, healthy, loving conversations and say, even if she's owning it herself, look, I just feel really anxious. Mm -hmm. And the reason I feel anxious is, mm -hmm. so can you help me uh, in establishing boundaries in my house because we love having your kids over. We love having you over. Um, or, you know, the harder one is, you know, to say graciously, um, man, your kids are just uh, nuts. And, you know, to, and, and, you know to, to, to use it in the Gurian uh, language, you know, to be able to say uh, however it is, you know, we, we've got boundaries in our house and, um, uh, and, and how can we work together to make sure that for our house, these boundaries are in place, you know, without, right. you know, accusing the kids of being nuts. You can think it in your head, maybe not say it out loud. Yeah, don't say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, these kids, the interesting thing is a little reality check, you know, can never hurt all of us. And it, as she's described these kids, um, you know, I she described the thing about homeschooling, that because they're homeschooled, they don't yeah. get, get boundaries. And that was another really interesting comment, very rich, because... Um, because there's an, there's an assumption there, you know, I, I, well, totally, I get what she's saying. And this is a COVID thing too. A lot of kids yes. yeah. did not get socialized as much. So, um, you know, her point is really well taken that some kids, 
because uh, COVID schooling has been homeschooling, and so they haven't been socializing. And if that's a part of this, I would say that's great discussion point and teaching mm-hmm. moment with the other parents, you know? So this is where she can be testing them and be, uh, and be of use to that other family by saying, hey, I want to reflect back to you that maybe, you know, during COVID schooling, they were homeschooled for a year and a half, you know, maybe they weren't socializing and picking up these boundaries. And so they may, you know, and so I have compassion for that. And, you know, this is how I'd love to see her say it. And I get really anxious, ABCD, like you just laid yeah. out. Um, I wouldn't say, I think I would really watch for saying, because your kids are were homeschooled, they don't have boundaries. Right. Again, it's the way everyone says it. Um, the friendly conversation, because uh, these kids are not doing anything really bad, you know, and and parents, the other the parents are going to want to defend their kids, especially yes. when their kids are really not doing anything bad. All their kids are doing is sort of testing or creating a friction with this woman about crossing the boundary, about her setting up this rigid thing, don't go in my house, right, and them testing that. And crossing it, right? And then triggering her. That's really what's going on. So um, so I think everyone has teaching mm-hmm. moments in here. And mm-hmm. I do think communication is going to help everyone learn what they are meant to learn from this. Yeah. Although there is the uh, running through the house with a five-foot metal pole. That that would cause anybody anxiety. That's scary. I yeah, I yeah. hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to lean out the window and get a teddy bear off of the off of the roof that would that would cause some panic. That that's an issue to talk about. Yes, right. That's, that's right. a good. When you say find the good examples, there it is. It's right a little there. high risk. Yeah, right. That's Look, for sure. I admit I'm anxious about things, but that one. Yeah, right. Uh, we all should really be concerned about that. So oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, thank you. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think yeah. all, you know, probably all parents at some point, uh, you know, have this issue with uh, having other kids into their house, and and of course, our kids go to other people's homes, and so the, the, you know, our kids may create some of those anxieties for others as well. So I think your point always is be compassionate, kind of do some self inventory. What's going on in me? Uh, is this really a big deal? Or maybe it's not. Maybe it is. And then uh, how do we get at it together for the sake of our friendship and the sake of our kids? And compassion wins the day, right? Yes. Yes. Boundaries are good and compassion is good. Yes, they are. Good. <laughs> yeah. Boundaries. Yes. Boundaries are very important because, uh, yeah. you know, our, our kids are going to get them somewhere else. They're not going to be, uh, unless they're uh, working at... Uh, you know, one of these medieval knights places where they, uh, you know, are riding horseback with metal poles, knocking people <laughs> off horses. You know, you're not going to have a lot of uh, running around with metal poles in buildings. So right. <laughs> uh, that's a good boundary. Well, Michael, it's been good. And uh, hey, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We look forward to being with you next time for the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. Thank you, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.